0: This is In Tune, the in-series podcast, opening up to you your own in-series opera and more, an oasis of intimate, innovative, and inspiring ideas through music, theater, art, and opera. I'm your host, Timothy Nelson, and artistic director of the in-series, and it's a beautiful almost June afternoon here in Washington, D.C. It's the only day off we have during our rehearsals for Hendel's Zerce, my uh, new adaptation of it called The Tale of Xerce, which opens June 1st at the Atlas Center for the Performing Arts. We have a dynamic, brilliant young cast. It is a deeply moving uh, work that blends the poetry of Rumi with the music of Hendel. It's part meditation, part uh, drama. Uh, it's the sort of project that at the end of a rehearsal day after eight hours of, of working together exploring together uh, you feel more energized than when you started um, it's a real blessing to be able to work on it uh, this past week we held our director's salon uh, and we had a conversation with uh, two amazing uh, ladies um, one of these is Parinas Bahadori who is a artist architect and um, uh, specifically a calligraphy artist. She's from the city of Shiraz in Iran, and I contacted the Iranian-American Cultural Center in August knowing that we were going to be preparing the Tale of Zerseh and wanting to seek out some authentic voice to collaborate collaborate with. Uh, Parinaz is the curator of their art collection, and we began to work together on a visual representation for the set of of this production that would include Persian calligraphy uh, with the uh, poetry or words that uh, figure prominently in the poetry of Rumi. Uh, Parinaz came to the salon to speak about her uh, experience doing calligraphy from a very young age and about the set and about the visual world of of Persia and how we've incorporated it into this production you also hear the voice of Fatime Keshavars, who is the director of the Persian uh, Studies Department at the University of Maryland, as well as for languages at the University of Maryland. I would say that uh, Professor Keshavars is uh, one of the world's great Rumi scholars. She won a Peabody Award in 2008 for her uh, radio program with Kristen Tippett called The Ecstatic uh, faith of Rumi. She has a new podcast called Radio Rumi which I cannot recommend enough to you. It is uh, a revelation. I, I've started listening to at least an episode today and I find that listening to her podcast is itself a spiritual act and it prepares me better for my day and makes me more connected to to the work that I'm doing. We held this event at uh, Le Pop, which is the cultural salon basement space of a Afghan restaurant in Adams Morgan called Lopez, a fantastic restaurant, uh, family-owned Afghani restaurant. Uh, One of the wonderful things about Rumi is that he is claimed by many different cultures today, uh, Afghanistan being one of these, Persia being one of these, and also Turkey being one of these. Uh, We started our rehearsal process just this past Friday and uh, we decided to begin in a, in a very different way. I wanted all of the cast to be grounded in the concepts uh, around the production, so we began with uh, the guest presentation of a Sufi uh, whirler, performer of the whirling dervish, who spoke to us about uh, the thought behind whirling, uh, the history, what it symbolizes, she demonstrated the, the whirling for us, and then she taught us to whirl. Um, we were very grateful to hold the event at, at La Poppe. It was a beautiful evening. Uh, you'll hear also on this recording, at, at the beginning and the end, you'll hear performances by the artists involved in the tale of Xerxes. At the beginning, of course, you'll hear the very famous opening aria uh, sung by Jenna Kreitz. Who is performing the role of Zerse. And at the end of the salon, or about 30 minutes of the salon, which I've included in this podcast, you'll hear the voice of all the cast singing the final uh, recitative aria and chorus. The translation is my own translation, which I attempted to make in the style of Rumi. Uh, retaining the original rhyme scheme of the Italian and all of the spoken text which on this recording is a bit difficult to hear but I hope you can make out some of it is the actual poetry of Jalal Rumi, uh, the 13th century great Sufi mystic poet from Persia. I hope you'll enjoy listening to this salon and I hope that you'll join us for the performances of the Tale of Zeresa June 1st, 2nd, 8th and 9th at the Atlas Center for the Performing Arts Or we're taking this show with our first show on the road to Baltimore. We'll be at the Baltimore Theater Project June 14, 15, and 16. You can find more information on our website, www.inseries.org. Or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, where you'll find uh, videos and photos chronicling the rehearsal process and be able to give us your own voice and your own opinions. Here now is our... Uh, made the 20th salon from La Pop with Parinaz Bahadori and Fatime Keshavars and myself. from this—that's that, what I referred to earlier—is how short that is for an opening aria and for a Handel aria, and that's sort of um, uh, exemplary of the rest of the work. If, if musical moments come and pass fluidly into into a recitative section. Uh, there are arias of four bars that you wish they you ache for them to be longer. Handel is you wanting in a very beautiful, beautiful way in this piece. Um, something that I, I met. Um, Funtimatter house story uh No okay. No right? yes. so, Roos? Yes. And then just after that I listened to your podcast on, on No Roos, which is Persian New Year's. Yes. And and the podcast actually is more about the idea of, of newness becoming new again. And a lot of this process has been searching for what ties room for me has been searching for what ties Room me to handle. How are these two connected that, that didn't know of each other at all? Um, I'm sure they are connected because I love them both, and somehow my love must connect them. There must be some reason I love them both that connects them. Um, and in thinking about this, um, I, I stumbled upon the thought that Handel, the thing Handel does in all of his works is makes the characters go through an emotional crucible. It destroys them emotionally. He explores the lie, he explores suffering, betrayal better than any other composer. Um, and then um, the process of being made new again, um, and and so I wondered if we could talk about Jesus, <laughs> and, and but because this figure of Jesus and, re, and I am I'm being a funny with that, but the idea of Jesus as a symbol for resurrection and for renewal and for creating a newness again. That is a fascinating topic because it shows how all these
1: definitions we have, like for, you know, being a Christian, being a Muslim, being a, a man, being a woman, how artificial these things are when you come to these master thinkers and people who feel, you know, have with the universe um, through other ways than these definitions that could become prisons. And so when you look at Persian poetry, Jesus is one of the most popular figures, actually, in, in Persian lyric poetry, because he's, of course, in the Quran, he is given, he is introduced as the world of the spirit of God. So he is, an, and there are miracles that are described there. And um, so he he, take, he has this mantle of life giving the breath of, of Jesus. But I think one thing that, um, Rumi is really um, good at is to see these interconnections and to bring them to us without defining them or talking about them. But through uh, his poetry, and when we were talking about suffering that handle's um, characters go through, um, that's true of Rumi, you know. Joy and pain are together, are are a part of our lives. And you know, it it was a long way into his poetry when I, at some point when I was reading something, I noticed that when you go through pain, you just like this. You want to not feel it anymore. Joy happens, you open up, and you want to take it. Closing, opening, closing. What is it? It's a heartbeat heartbeat of our lives. They can't be, you can't have one without the other. And he is very, very open. Can need a phone? That's okay. So um, this is I have given it a name called Promise and I'm going to read only three of its lines because I'm gonna also read the translation. The Hodalk has M and Nagorizam, nagorizam. mani, talabi John, nasakit, nasakit. So this is the incomplete pain. When pain arrives side by side with love, I promise not to fight. When you ask me for my life, I promise not to fight. Sahara Rugia to Mohat, Shabaman, Zumfis Yahoo Hat, Behodal, Mohazot Hat, Napahuspa, Napahiza. Your bright face is my like dawn. Your dark curls bring the light to see the contrast. And of course, in Sufi imagery, the face was brightness, clarity, unity. The dark hair was disbursement and um, confusion and being lost in in the strands of the hair. So your bright faces might dawn, your dark curls bring the night. If you do not let me near you, I will not go to sleep. No, 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 no. So the pain and the relief and you know this happens one after the other. I'm wondering um okay, what are we getting with this? The jadol, the <coughs> has made me a wonder. Your charm has taught me the way of love. I am the progeny of Abraham. I will find my way through life. So always at the end of this opening and closing and feeling the pain, you have um, the opening. You have to hope that you can rebuild yourself. It's never given as something easy. You have to live with it. You have to know that love's biggest tool is destruction. Because if it does not break you to pieces, how is it going to rebuild you again? And you know, there's a story about that, too, that I
0: leave it for a <laughs> minute. <laughs> struggle with in, in directing Handel is uh, something called the lieto fine which in Italian means the happy ending, um, and and it is a moment that comes in almost every Handel opera. Handel doesn't have a tragic, a real tragic, not um, and because that was sort of well, well the conventional wisdom is that the, that was forbidden, that practice was that means you have a happy ending. Um, I, I want to dig deeper than that. And Hendo always comes to a moment where after after three hours of suffering and wrongdoing and betrayal and lying and mistaken identities, and, that someone says, you did this. Someone else says, you're right, I'm sorry. And the person says, I love you, it's okay. Um, and it happens like that. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Difficult thing for a contemporary audience because we're very used to um, the idea that what we see on stage should be a reflection of how real life works. And we all know that, that the turn from wrong to right doesn't happen that fast, um, it, it's an arduous and hard process. Um, and I like to think that Handel is writing um, a possibility, the way things could be or should be. Um, and Handel insists, insists just like Mozart actually, on the idea of redemption, the idea that people can say their sorry, and that they can be loved again and loved better, and become better because of that. And in that way, Handel is beautifully optimistic and naive. And I wondered if if, um, if, if you guys had a chance to reflect on that and talk to me, if, if, maybe to speak about the optimistic, naive side of Rumi and how in this way, maybe, maybe this is actually how Handel and uh, aesthetically Handel really the movie are. Um,
1: That Rumi um, is uh, predominantly just by nature a happy being. There's a um, within the Supi tradition, which is a mystical tradition, which he comes from, and there are many, many others um, who are really truly fascinating, but not quite as known in just uh, in outside their own traditions as much as Rumi is. Um, there are people with different temperaments. There are mystics who are, whose temperaments are more sad and, and you know, retreating from community and so forth. Um, Rumi's um, temperament is that of joy and, in fact, literally he says, uh, I have a contract with happiness, that happiness is mine. So, and, and he never says these things really without meaning it in a very, very intense and serious way. And so to him, laughter is very serious. You have to be able to bring it into your life. And you know, there's one thing he cannot come to terms with and that is sitting on the margins, being outside action. You have to join the dance. It's whirling. It's you know the universe is whirling with love. You have to join. Um, if you can't get up and turn, just the same way that that he and his team are doing, you just do whatever you can. Um, but um, this action, this doing, is a movement towards hope and towards laughter, and he believes that maintaining some of our childhood in us. Some of those moments where we actually express what we want, think what we, uh, you know, are not ashamed of the feeling that we that we express is, and the playfulness. The playfulness that becomes the rhythm of our lives, that these are our tools for spiritual um, improvement. If you think about it, far from keeping yourself hungry and going, you know, torturing yourself and sitting, and you know, people of various traditions all across the world have done different their own different ways doing things, and I don't want to be disrespectful to any of them, but is, but his way is so unusual in saying, run towards it play with it dance with it and if you can do that if you become playmates then you really understand each other and then you're really on the same page and then you in the same rhythm and um, so forth so happiness is very much a part of this philosophy a part of this you know and then his poetry empowers him to say this in most beautiful way, you know, the, the trees that are, the, the, the flowers that bloom are laughing. The sun comes up, it's laughing. So it's it, the, again um, metaphorical interpretations of that. I want to read a couple of lines from a poem which is about the day of his own death, when that day comes. I, I remember um, the the most important line actually the theme of it is the um, In So the day that I died and my coffin is being carried through the town, don't think I'm thinking about what, what is uh, left behind. And so he uh, or actually the or a, a, a kind of um, longing to come back. So I'm a pull in that direction. And then the, the, you know, and then he talks about the things that are exciting about the Maro on someone just the reunion with the Bhavavatas at that time. And then he, and he kind of gets it that this is difficult for ordinary for us, ordinary humans to deal with it. He says, Have you ever seen a seed planted in earth? that it didn't grow. So why do you think the seed of humanity going lower down in earth is not going to grow? So, of course he knows we're not gonna grow into trees but whatever we leave behind. Is it a song we wrote? Is it his poems that you wrote? Is it, um, is it paintings? Is it music? Whatever it is that we do are the branches of this tree that grow. So these are always reaching towards um, these moments of not seeing the loss, but what the loss is going to lead to, which is offering
0: joy. We just have a, a small bit of time left, and I wanted to uh, get get to the end of the opera and see how it feels. And I also wanted to give you a taste of how spoken text will blend with music. is if you if you don't know already, that's a big part of, of my um, work and finding new ways to combine spoken text uh, with music. Um, at the end, the two the join in a way. And I, I, because I'm a little worried about the acoustic in here, again, I'm gonna am gonna read both. The, the Rooney palm that goes with the end, and then the English of the, of the Sunday, right? Did you hear the winter's over? The basil and the carnations cannot control their laughter. The nightingale, back from his wandering, has been made singing master over all the birds. The trees reach out their congratulations, the soul goes dancing through the king's doorway, anemones blush because they have seen the rose made. Spring, the only fair judge walks in the courtroom and several December thieves steal away. Last year's miracles are last year's miracles with soon forgotten. New creatures whirl in from non existence galaxies scattered around their feet having met them. Do you hear the bud of Jesus screaming in the cradle? A single Narcissus flower has been appointed inspector of kingdoms, a feast is set, listen. The wind is pouring wide. Love used to hide inside images no more. The orchard hangs out its lanterns, the dead come stumbling by in shrouds. Nothing can stay bound or be in prison. You say, end of this poem here and wait for what is next. I will. Poems are the rough notation for the music that we are. That's the lead. And the, the argument goes with at the end, there. I'm a little freer in the transition. It begins as, a, as an aria for one character and becomes a chorus. So, so the aria is um, gently repressed to God's soul, softly etched on God's heart, softly sung on God's breath, made as an act of love. And then the chorus is now calm descends upon us, laughing with joy at heart, faith, hope, and love united once more and never to part. It's actually is fairly close to the time. Um, in, in just a bit of what we'll see from the, in the sync of the that comes just before that, uh, which happens after this moment, of uh, the moment threshold, I call it, that comes in every hand a lot, earlier, where there's been an apology, an apology has been accepted. Um, and, and there's a, a, a short recipe where one, each character gets a tiny, tiny line, and, and then they sing.
2: How our bodies are trembling, names seem to vanish. pieces of broken hearts and splintered trees can become the raw materials for bridges. Nothing is lost forever. Stay together, friends. Don't Cafés, sleep. Our friendship is made of being awake. Stay there, quivering in each moment a drop of mercury. Did you hear? The winter's over. The basil incarnation stepped
3: the throne. <laughs> the nightingale song back from his wanderings.
2: CENTLY, the, THE ONLY FAIR JUDGE WALKS IN THE COURTROOM, AND SEVERAL DISSEMBLE thieves steal AWAY LAST YEAR'S MIRACLES
3: SOFTLY,
2: LAST YEAR'S MIRACLES
3: Sweet
2: The wind Whoa. is pouring wine. Love used to hide inside images. No
0: you've enjoyed that salon it was from May the 20th at La Pop, and I hope you'll join us for the performances June 1, 2, 8, 9, 14, 15, 16 for The Tale of Zerse. You can find more information on the web www.inseries.org. That's it for us today at In Tune and remember the words of Rabindranath Tagore who tells us that civility is the greatest work of art.